Ghouls. Happy Hump Day and welcome to Ghoul Friends Podcast, brought to you by your best ghoul friends, Lucy and Lindsay. Grab your blankets, snacks and good vibes for tonight's sleepover, where the category is always horrifically spooky. If you want to keep up with us on the socials, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at GhoulFriendPod on Twitter and GhoulFriends underscore podcast on Instagram. You can also listen to us on all podcasting platforms where we release new episodes every Wednesday. And if you want to follow me on my personal socials, you can find me on Twitter and Twitch at Lulu underscore Pew. And I'm at Hi It's Lindsay underscore on all social media. Now let's get spooky. Hey ghouls, and welcome to Ghoul Friends Podcast. Lindsay, how are you doing? I'm all right, how are you? Good, yeah, did you miss me last week? I did, yes. I'm curious to see what you thought of uh, last week's episode and what you actually thought of the episode uh, itself because I did ask you if you'd listened to it and you were like, not yet. I had listened to it and um, <laughs> no, it was great as always. And Sophie, you did a banging job. How are you today? Thanks, I'm really good, thank you. How are you? Fresh back from... You're quite eventful sound and trip by the sounds of things. <laughs> uh, no, it was it was really good. Um, just a bit of a nightmare for us in the UK this week. Anyone that's listening that isn't from the UK, we had um, a storm this week, Storm Arwen. Any Lord of the Rings fans, please tell me you got that reference as well. Yes. Um, but there was basically a fuck ton of snow and rain and wind throughout the UK. And the day that I came back up was the day that... Um, some more restrictions went in place in the UK as well it's been absolutely mad um Lindsay I know you were saying that it wasn't too bad near you in Dumfries Sophie how was it near you was it bad I mean to be fair I live down south and like I feel like it, it may as well be a different country like compared to up north like where my mum and dad live in that um, so while they were saying like oh your nana and granddad's walls being knocked down and they've got a trampoline in the garden now I was like we had a bit of snow and it's been really cold and that's about it. So I feel like we got off with it quite lightly, to be fair. <laughs> um, and before we get into today's episode, we have have to spill the tea on all the just amazingness that's happened this week. Because since the last episode that was released, which was episode six, Hairy Monsters, um, the Boulets they went and gave us a fucking shout out didn't they which is amazing they have their own podcast called creatures of the night which um everybody should listen to if you want some backstage tea and the thoughts from the boulets it's a really great fucking podcast but they gave ghoul friends their seal uh, seal of approval guys were you absolutely screaming vomiting shitting yourself just so excited <laughs> It's like I was editing last week and then obviously I was on Twitter like to try and find a picture for our social media and stuff and then I seen they put out Creatures of the Night and I was like oh great like I'll need to get around to listening to that and then I'm doing the social media like at work on Wednesday and seeing people being like oh girlfriend's got a shout out and just thinking what on earth is going on and then at first just being like oh they'll just be shouting out all the podcasts and it's like no like they really like us it's like a proper little advert for us and um I just thought it was great that they picked like picked up on the fact that we're just like supportive and that we love drag because we do and 
we just want this to be a, a safe space for the non-toxic fans of drag um because there's so much toxicity already like we've talked about that a lot throughout the the series already and uh yeah I love I love that they love us um and it's just such a nice thing for them to do to give us a shout out I felt like like my legs were gonna give out like when I because obviously I was at work I think and then you like the, the group chat was just lighting up and I was like oh fucking hell like what's going on here and it was like the bullies of give us a shout out and I've listened to their podcast before like I think I've told you um before they did an interview not too long ago with Lynn Shea and it was one of the most beautiful just amazing interviews I've ever heard so I was like I'm like obviously I was sold on the Bully Brothers before but like that that interview really sort of like made the podcast like must must hear <laughs> must hear um I want to say the, the only thing I can think of is viewing but that's not what I mean you all know what I mean um so obviously like you Lindsay I was like I'm, I will get around to listening to that um and then when you know I've seen people sort of coming on Twitter being like no they'll give you like a proper full-on shout out and then I listened to it and it was like, it wasn't just a, oh, this, you know, we listen to girlfriends. It was like almost like a full on breakdown of like everything we've been talking about, the things that we've said, the stuff we've contributed. And I was just like, the Boulier brothers know who we are. <laughs> like, they know we exist. I like fully lost me shit at work. And I was having a really bad day at work last week. And it was just like, I feel very validated right now. It just made me whole. Like life. everyone in my work kept being like, "Are you okay, Lindsay? You're being really quiet." I'm like, "How do I say that to scary ladies of the internet like something that I do without sounding like a complete freak?" <laughs> it's so funny you say that because when I saw it as well, obviously I was off work and I was in Oxfordshire, and I went my auntie Beatie's, and my auntie Beatie is 87. And I'm absolutely losing my shit. And I showed her it. And I was like, look at this. And she's like, oh, that's lovely. <laughs> Who are they? <laughs> it's like, oh, you just, as you say, two of the most fabulous, scary ladies on the internet. Just, yeah, she was very happy for us anyway. <laughs> and you beat your seal of approval. Um, so if you if the Boulay brothers are continuing to listen, Lucy has sent you an email. We are coming to see is in is it March next yeah, year? March. Newcastle. March so, Newcastle. Holler at you girls. <laughs> see you. Shy Ben's getting out, as we would say. True. True. <laughs> True. And um just before we kind of move on as well, since that shout out has gone out, um we've always said from the start we aren't big on like numbers you know none of us have been focused on that that's not why we started this podcast we started this just to have a laugh and just talk about movies and drag and horror but holy shit like the episode um the download numbers have absolutely exploded this week like nearly doubled so just want to say hello to all the new listeners um we really appreciate you all and all the listeners that have been with us, I say since the beginning. We've only been going since September, which is mad. But, um, <laughs> thank you all. We appreciate it. We love yous. Right. Really diamonds, the lot of yous. <laughs> <laughs> Enough of the soppy shit. Shall we get into the episode? <laughs> yes. Let's okay. get filthy. <laughs> yes. Okay. So today we are going to be reviewing 
season four, episode seven of the Ghoulie Brothers Dracula, and the theme of this week's episode is Exorcisters. So the synopsis for this is that the monsters face their toughest challenge yet, starring in their own horror movie. So what did we think of this theme? Were we absolutely living for it? Um, are both of you like fans of um, exorcist style horror style like movies? I definitely love like a possession movie. Like obviously like the exercise is the OG. Like I don't think it's ever really been topped, but I love like a possession movie, like possession stories. Um and I was so here for this because we've not really had an acting challenge yet. And the one on season three was so good. So I was really looking forward to this one. Yeah, same. Like it's one of my absolute favourite, like favourite genre of horror um, possession films. I don't know why, because I'm not religious or anything, but it really does sort of just it puts the shits up as a little bit like. And like, even if it's sort of, you know, people review them like, oh, it's not very good. I will still watch it. Um, some of my favourites, obviously, apart from The Exorcist, are like um, The Exorcism of Emily Rose. There's a really good one on um, Shudder as well called The Cleansing Hour. And it's got, you know, the guy, I think he's called Kyle Golner. He was in um, Haunting in Connecticut. He's been in like loads of stuff. Um, and it's like sort of like a YouTube live show where they pretend to do pretend to do um exorcisms but then one goes a bit horribly wrong and it's one of the best films I've seen recently so would recommend that um but yeah I was really really excited for this challenge just to see everyone get a bit more sort of time to show what they're really about and then demons as the floor show I was like yes I cannot wait for this same. I was super excited. Kind of as Lindsay already mentioned, we haven't had an acting challenge per se yet. And because we are kind of getting right down to the nitty gritty, you know, we had the, um, I think there's the top six. We're really kind of getting to know each of the cast a little bit more this time around. And also the acting challenge does kind of let them show a little bit more of themselves. Because, you know, we don't see that much other than the floor show and um, in the in the boudoir and the, the cauldron it's not really that much of each individual person. So I feel like we got to know some of them a bit more this episode. And demons, I fucking love a demon. So I was here for this theme. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll get into it. Um, so at the start of the episode, everybody's obviously going into the, the coffin room and we see some posters on the wall and some DVDs. Now, Lindsay, when I saw that Terrifier poster, I was like, oh, that's a bit of you. <laughs> straight away where you're like yes this is good I was good. like so buzzing to see Art the Clown and I was like oh like what's all this stuff and then when Dali said that they were gonna be Art the Clown for horror icons reimagined I was like I was happy that somebody thought of it but then I was fucking raging I feel robbed like I'm so glad it's Killer Clowns next week and hopefully we get to see some version of it but I was we were robbed. I want to see Dally's Art the Clown immediately. As if we couldn't love Daddy Dally even more. They went Daddy Dally as, as Art the Clown. Like, we still my beating heart. Like, oh my God. Get the wet floor sign. <laughs> <laughs> Sophie, were you buzzing? You know I was. Like, I, like Lindsay, I'm a big art the clown stan i just think 
is one of the best horror villains to come out in recent years. Like he is literally terrifying. Um, so to know that we could have had a Dali Art the Clown crossover, gutted. I need I need the pictures to be dropped. I need the videos to be dropped. Yeah, but yeah, I hope I hope there's like an iteration of it next week for Killer Clowns because like you can't get much more killer clown than art the clown right <laughs> this is really true and like part of me is so excited for next week because i know the looks will be killer anybody that's listened to this podcast even maybe just the once knows i do not like clowns very much though i i art is an exception like Lindsay did get me onto art the clown a little bit i was like oh he's just so stinking cute in a weird fucked up way um but yeah they have all these dvds out and everybody's thinking oh what and then, like, I have to say this episode has my favourite guests on it of all time. It's just, like, banger after banger. And our first guest is only Christ, who, if anyone is into drag, into drag performance theatre, knows that Peaches Christ is, like, an absolute fucking legend. And they're part of the, um, the mini challenge that they have where, you know, everybody's trying to recreate Peach's eyebrows and Peaches has to um, judge them all on it. What did we think of this? Were we living for Peaches? I was so happy to see Peaches back. Like, I was kind of been waiting all season again for, like, them to come back because Peaches has been on every single series so far. Um, I thought this Fright Feet was really fun. Like, a, a nice little nod to her because she's been on so many times. Um, but yeah, Laza Valletta is the absolute king of the fright feet because they win again. I'm like, how do you keep doing this? It was an iconic fright feet for sure. Like I have like done drag style makeup before and it's fucking hard to draw on eyebrow like that, like to get them in to get like just to get the shape and if you if you like so yeah you know just like seeing all you know look at this picture of whoever for inspiration but when they're literally standing in front of you and then like being like the exam invigilator being like I'll just come and check what you're doing and you you like you know you've got to get it right and there's all there's this prize at stake and oh, I'd have, I'd have just been like I'm I'm sorry I can't <laughs> I can't do this it's really hard really hard but yeah it was it was such a fun challenge I really enjoyed it I was gonna ask you Sophie how you would have felt in that fright feet with Peaches Christ just staring into your soul whilst you're doing those eyebrows I'd have been like put me in that fucking coffin like I'm done like, I can't I can't do this <laughs> Yeah, Lindsay, you're totally right. Peaches has been on every season so far of Dragula. So it's a nice nod, um, you know, kind of like uh, Monsters of Rock. It's a part of Dragula that everyone kind of looks forward to now each season. And as you mentioned, La Zavaletta won. However, I have to say, I was here for Sigourney's Caterpillar Brows. They'd be like, I like the creativity behind it. They were really well done, actually. I mean, they're not Peach's eyebrows, but they were <laughs> some really nice caterpillars. Um, and I, I was absolutely pissing myself when um, Peach was said to poor Daddy Dally, um, oh, you are giving a bit of, like, John Wayne Gacy realness. <laughs> I could kind of see it, though. I know, like, as soon as she <laughs> said it, I was like, oh. <laughs> 
<laughs> like harsh but true. <laughs> so as we've already said, uh, Laza Valletta wins the fright feat, so they get to choose the casting for um, the the scene that they're doing for Exorcisters. And there's a bunch of different roles. So there's mother one, mother two, there's the teen that's possessed, there's the priest, and there's the priest's assistant as well. Now going into this, did you think that Zavaletta was going to be a little bit sneaky sneaky or do you think they would um, be a bit more kind of fair to the other contestants? I see, Zavaletta's been like surprising me over the past few weeks because there's so much more like soft-hearted than they let on so it was quite nice to see her just like you know what I'm gonna assign it with who I think is best for it there's a part, a part of me that's like it's a competition and it could have been good to screw somebody over but I mean it, it is what it is yeah same like I, th- I think the the opportunity was there to sort of be a bit shady with it but at the end of the day, I think all of the parts like were, were quite meaty, maybe bar Sigourney's, but I think maybe they were be maybe being a bit kind by going, look, this is quite a like a filthy role. You've got you, there's a lot to get your teeth stuck into, even though there isn't a lot of sort of dialogue and things. So I was, yeah, I think they were as fair as they could be, but yeah, there was. I was surprised with the, like, I, th- I thought they could have gone a, a different route with it. But I think all of the parts fit who got given them, to be fair. Yeah, I would say so. Um, as you were saying, like, Zavalata is kind of surprising us week on week. They've slowly been kind of getting out of this kind of hard shell into this mushy, soft centre. They are a little bit of a sweetheart underneath it all. And you can tell that they actually really care about the other contestants. To be fair, like I know we could have had like a big dramatic kind of brawl or something like that with the casting but they've all been through a lot of shit the past couple weeks like there's been so much drama this season I think they're all just kind of happy to have a little bit of peace um so Zavaletta does the casting cast themselves as the priest and then in a really um surprising kind of twist of events has Sigourney as their assistant but it was a really cute moment between them and like you could see them buddying up and I was like, oh, bless. Um, and then the other castings were Hoso got given the role of the teen and then the mums were Dali and Saint. Uh, Lindsay, what did you think of the casting as well? Were you like, yeah, that, that kind of fits everyone? It, it, it made me laugh when Zavaletta was like, and the husbands will be the mums. <laughs> um because they they did they do look good together, Saint and Dali. Um, but no, I thought like the casting was spot on. I did think it was really nice that um Zavaleta teamed up with Sigourney because they have had that bit of tension earlier on in the season, but it definitely seems to have blown over now and they seem to be getting on really well. And they're both such stellar performers that that it's great to see them work together. Um, but no, no complaints from me over the casting. I think I think she did a good job. And then everybody obviously starts frantically trying to learn their lines, and they have um, a little bit of a reading session as well. And uh, some people take on interesting choices for their characters to start off with. I'll have to say, I was like, oh, where's this going to go? 
um we have to speak about scent <laughs> 40 packs a day of voice honestly that voice. i loved it it was so good it's hilarious the voices and stuff like were funny but like I think Peaches was such a good acting coach. Like she really got in there and gave really, really good advice. And I think it was like a good call to like try and move away from like the super duper campiness of it all because we have seen that so like so many times in acting challenges and other drag TV shows and they proper ham it up and it's cringy. And so I'm glad that like they all took the note to kind of let the script speak for itself and just to try and act it more serious because there are those like humorous moments in there if you just let them breathe and by adding in like gags like silly voices and stuff like that you're you're not gonna get it yeah definitely I thought it was like it was funny initially and I think maybe they thought like oh maybe it is sort of a bit more of like a campy challenge but I think yeah the the notes and things from Peaches were just so brilliant in that it wasn't sort of like you know they were saying it is funny and I think in any other time if you were doing a you know a show that would be hilarious and um or if it was a different kind of script then yes but this isn't this isn't that kind so you know let just let your sort of natural talent do the talking for you it was a really it was just a nice sort of bit to watch like just that workshop in general just sort of you know seeing how no one was sort of taking the the critiques as you know a bashing or anything like that it was like right okay this is this is really going to help me moving forward um, and I think everyone sort of took on the notes and, and things. So, yeah, I think it was, I'd, I'd love to have been a part of that, like just to sort of try and absorb all of that, like knowledge and wisdom. It was, yeah, it was amazing. Yeah, you're both totally right. As much as I would have loved, and I did love Saints, Smoker Voice and Dali giving Jennifer Coolidge realness, um, it, it wasn't right for the challenge. I think, you know, you can see in that workshop how much experience Peaches has in theatre and acting because the critiques and the criticisms weren't ever, you know, nasty or belittling them because a lot of them don't have acting experience either. And it'd be really nerve wracking. Like I couldn't imagine doing doing what they did. Um, so it was really constructive criticism. And I think they all pretty much took it on board. And, you, you know, Dragula is dragon camp but it's also horror and there is a serious element to it and there is that fear and that you know that element of horror that that's part of it so I think it's important that yeah they did take it seriously and there is those funny moments in it and I feel like you're right Lindsay if it was really hammed up it just would have been those punchlines wouldn't have hit they're supposed to be subtle um so yeah no I I totally get that um I love that, um, sorry Lucy, that like, <laughs> Peaches was like, you don't need to camp it up because like at the end of the day, you're all drug queens. <laughs> that, the camp's there. <laughs> that, that's true. That's very true. They'll bring the funny. They don't have to go OTT with it. Um, before we get into the actual acting of it, what did we think of the looks of everyone in the Exorcisters scene? 
um, because Dali and Saint were very much 80s lesbian mum realness. The matching hair was everything to me. Um, what did you guys think of Saint and Dali and everyone else's um, looks for this scene? Yeah, like the 80s mum realness from Saint and Dali was amazing. Um, I especially loved Saint's look. It was like so believable. I think and Dali gets critiqued on it later. The white face like really takes you out of it a bit. I think if it had been a bit more like femme, like it would have been spot on. Um, and I loved Hoso as well. Like just looks exactly like Linda Blair from The Exorcist, but obviously with their own wee touches to their makeup. Um, like Hoso was the proper seed stealer in this anyway. So um, yeah, I loved them. Um, I wasn't sure about we were just talking then about getting rid of the kind of forced like voices and jokes and stuff I was not sure about Sigourney in this at all like practically crawling around on the ground and stuff like um, oh who's this fat little friend in Frank and Winnie like that's who she reminded me of oh my god <laughs> yeah I know who you're on about yeah like just kind of crawling around looking like that I'm just like what are you doing down there like behave yourself <laughs> sorry he's fat little friend I'm crying um i you know I really like the whole the whole look of everyone like you say I think probably Hoso was my favorite but I did love um Zavaletta's sort of like campy priest like it was just sort of like here's my mysterious priest garb with a face that is literally baked for the gods <laughs> like it was just perfection I really really liked it I think it like I'll probably get onto it later but I yeah I think Zav did a really good job in this challenge like there was a bit in the middle of it that like RuPaul found rotten because there was a like a point in that in that script that I literally laughed out loud and it was the you know the bit where it's like our daughter is and then he was like gay <laughs> it was just like the comic timing on that was literal perfection it was so good and they, they were like one of my favorites in the acting challenge like I think We'll obviously get onto it in a bit, but it's a shame where they ended up this week because I thought they they gave a really strong performance. I totally agree. I think for me there was a really clear winner this week, which was Hoso, based on this, and their look was just stunning. However, Zavaletta fucking knocked it out the park, like you said. It was just absolutely hilarious. This like wasn't stone face but Zavala was taking the role very seriously and this face that was beat for the back row beautiful beat as well and that that that's the exact line that just the gay <laughs> turning to the camera it was so good um as you said Lindsay um Hoso really does reflect Linda Blair and the exorcist I think especially in the acting as well the acting was done so well in this like I actually found Hoso pretty terrifying um We'll get into the critiques later because there is some people that I think maybe could have done a little bit better and I know there was maybe a couple of disagreements between the bullies and the guest judges this week and I do get that um you're saying about Sigourney being a little bit like the little fat kid Frank and Weenie I was thinking it was almost like Rocky Horror-esque you know for the, it looks like something would be on the Rocky Horror stage it was very kind of 
over the top. You know what I mean? But anyway. Oh, sorry. There you go. I, I was just going to agree. Like, yeah, it was just a bit like too OTT for me when everyone else I felt was like a bit more like based in reality and then there's this person who to me reminds me of a cartoon character and it's just like mm, I don't know I don't know how I feel about this in terms of the um acting are, are you both were you both like really impressed with Hoso as well um because I thought that was really really good I loved Hoso like from the open when they're just like lying in the bed laughing it was so eerie like it proper put me on edge um so I would like from the word go I was like she's gonna win this like because they're to me they were the best um in the challenge yeah definitely it was just creepy wasn't it like the whole Mm. thing it was just it was unsettling and I don't know whether that was because of you know they've done obviously the exorcist style make but in their their style like you, you looked at that makeup and you're like that is hustle that's that's their makeup style so I don't know whether that was sort of making it worse because it just looked like they had this constant like painted on creepy smile um but you know I, I get what the the critiques were like you know we we can all do that impression um but it, it was nuanced and it was creepy and it was unsettling and you know definitely the strongest in the challenge for me yeah, when they said it was an easy role, um, I do understand where they're coming from because, like you say, anybody can roll about on a bed. But to do it convincingly is not an easy task. And I think Hoso really deserved a lot of credit, probably actually a bit more credit than they were given for that because it was a really fine balance between being the sweet and innocent kind of like teenage girl and then, you know, switching to the demon. And it could have been done, you know, like in, in the workshop, Peaches says to Hosa, like, maybe tone it down a bit because it makes it more disturbing. And I feel like they took on that feedback. And it was just like, I'm really excited to see what they do with Dread in their in their movie. So, yeah, overall, amazing acting challenge. Um, before we kind of get more into looks and stuff like that on the floor show, we also have some other guest judges so if peaches christ wasn't enough this episode we had um ray santiago from ash versus the evil dead now i love the evil dead the evil dead is probably like my favorite horror franchise and anyone who hasn't seen ash versus the evil dead it's hilarious please go watch it it's so good have either of you two seen it no <gasps> I need to get it watched so. no i don't think i have Oh, it's so good. Well, it's on Netflix. Okay. Guys. I know what I'm doing this weekend. Then. <laughs> <laughs> and then we also had Misha um, Osharovki from Freaky. They're a non-binary actor. Um, if you haven't seen Freaky, it's actually a really, really good film. Um, definitely get that. Watch that came out this year, actually. So it's really recent. Um, so I just thought it was a really nice mix of judges this week. Um, so I was I was excited for that. Um, but what did we think of the, before we get into the looks, what did we think of the judges' critiques this week? We've already mentioned about Hoso. They thought that Hoso maybe, well, they did think Hoso was amazing, but they had said that, you know, it might have been an easier role to play. Um, there was a lot of praise for Saint, and there was actually quite a bit of praise for Sigourney and Zavaleta as well. I think Dali 
they maybe wanted a little bit more from what did, what did we think of the judging this week I thought the judging was fair like to be fair like I similarly was like a bit disappointed when I seen Dally's white face in the acting challenge because it just it just didn't go and then as much as I loved Dally's look on the floor show it was like it is a color palette a style that we've seen many times before so it was just so unfortunate because prior to this week you know if you follow other drag shows like Dali was having a Bianca Del Rio-esque run on Dragula like high every higher winning every single week um so this is like a big knockdown for them which is a shame but you know at the top of this episode we have got five of the best competitors we've ever had on Dragula and they're all in the same season I didn't want a single one of them to go home tonight and um but you know you win some you lose some it's just it's just the way it goes unfortunately yeah I thought I did think the judging was fair I don't know like when they were sort of saying oh I was really disappointed I was you know sort of like they're getting tired I think everyone is still giving their absolute best but I do agree like some of them were a bit underwhelming like there was some I think to everyone's look there was a lot of really strong elements to it where it's like if this was just a bit more or if this had been slightly changed I could totally get like see it being amazing and incredible I think yeah the judging overall was was fair but I do think it was one of my favorite sort of floor shows of the season just in general I thought like some of the looks were just fantastic yeah no you're you're both um completely right I thought the judging was fair I think everybody really generally it is very fair judging as the bullies always say drag is art, art is subjective and they are only being judged on what is giving to them in that current challenge and we obviously really respect that as well because we're also you know not judging people by their character their drag is art it's just for this specific um challenge now I thought all the judging was relatively fair I think as well hadn't mentioned it yet but you know Saint was really good especially when they had like the blood or the vomit put on them because that is not an easy thing to act out and rightly so um, I can't remember who one of the guest judges says it, but, you know, in horror films, horror production, you tend to only get one take because you do not have time to clean up and retake. So it's kind of like one and done. Um, so considering that was done on one take, and I don't think Saints ever been in that situation before. Maybe they have where they've been vomited on and they've had to act out, but I think they did a good job. Saint was so believable as that concerned mother. Like... I just wish they'd maybe punched it a bit more on the floor show because it could have been a bit more of a closer contest between them and Hoso Teratoma, whereas, like, because the floor show, again, like, wasn't that performance that the bullies have been looking for, it was so clear that Hoso was going to win this week, but... Yeah, I think they played their part very well. And again, like it was a good shout for Sav to put her in that um, role because it, I think it was very well suited to her performance style as well. Yeah, and as you were saying, Sophie, and everyone mentions it in the cauldron as well, 
and you said it as well, Lindsay, this top five, it is such a strong season. Even from the start, we've been saying this since episode one, it's such a strong season. I really don't want to see anyone go this week. I was like, please have a double save. I don't want anyone to get eliminated because they're all fantastic performers, fantastic contestants. And I could see any of them winning and be like, yeah, that's valid. Like, yeah, I, I, could, I could see that. So I can't imagine how tough of a task it is for the boulets each week. Like, it really is the tiniest little error. At all. Like, it is so down to the wire now, isn't it? Speaking of judging, just because I've just remembered something. We were ca- called out, she says, in parentheses, by producer Ian on the Boulet Brothers Creatures of the Night podcast, um, saying that we, we don't, talk about how the boolies look each week so what did we think <laughs> the boolies look this week? I was gonna say that as well they looked amazing as always <laughs> can we also was... oh sorry Lindsay no no it's fine I was gonna say can we we haven't spoken about it yet sorry my ADHD brain just jumping one place to the other the intro this week was really good as well it was spicy I liked it did you two? I was like, hello. <laughs> no, I loved it. Like, it, the way they come up with these concepts for these little, like, mini movies that they do every episode, they're always so great. And their person that they got to play the priest as well, like, you could, I felt the, like, conflicting feelings inside them. Like, they did a really good job. I love how they always go all in for all the challenges, like whether it's, you know, the the sort of mini film at the beginning or just the costumes that they wear, like for each floor show, like it ties in with each and every theme. And that like whenever I do fancy dress or anything, I've got to like, it has to be right. I can't, I'm like not a person to just fling a mask on and be like, it's done, I'm in fancy dress. Like, if I have to paint my whole body green, I will paint my whole body green. So I really appreciate the fact that they go all in and, and just really, like, tie in their looks to what, what the floor show is that week. Like, uh, yeah, they just looked phenomenal as per this week. <laughs> Speaking of green, your Shrek outfit at Butlins this week, 10 out of 10, Sophie. <laughs> I'll tell you what, when I was getting me little clothes together for it, I was like, oh, is gonna look really shit and then I put the ears on and I painted my face and I was like I'm not being funny but I look class <laughs> we <laughs> love like, a confident queen honestly not to suck my own tits or anything like that but I was really pleased with how it came out <laughs> right right um and yeah like the boulets what they always commit each week I was kind of gutted because last week obviously I couldn't speak with you guys and um, hairy monsters their hairy monsters look for the judging was amazing those wigs oh they must have had massive migraines after but it was worth it because they look stunning I bet the way the absolute tone like you, we all know if you wear your ponytail too tight for a day your head is absolutely stunned by the end of it so to go around with probably quite you know quite a few hours wearing them wigs hats off <laughs> yeah the one time I've worn a wig because I've done like I've been exploring quite a bit of cosplay this year and I've really enjoyed it I've been doing I've done a couple of devil ones and stuff like that um 
some cowboy ones well the one time I wore a wig I think it was for a drag watch party actually it was with you Lindsay um I had like a red wig on and I had it on for like an hour and I was like I'm fucking done with this it's too hot I don't like it so I can yeah I can only imagine <laughs> um but let's get let's get into the floor show then let's speak about the floor show um and we'll start off with Dali um as you kind of mentioned there Lindsay it's a great look I love Dali's look this week with like the long skirt as well um the the chess piece was really nice I think the way they moved was I mean Dali always gives a great performance on the floor show however I do have to agree with the boulets that you know Dali has a brand which totally valid we've spoken about that the past few weeks you can have a brand and have a signature look but you know make it right for the challenge however it'd be nice to see something a bit different from Dali and kind of you mentioned there's you know the, the white face and the the acting challenge didn't quite fit as well. So what did we think of Dali this week on the floor show? It, it is that kind of thing. Like we kind of said with Hoso a couple of weeks ago in Go Ship Glamour, like it's a competition to a certain extent you do have to play the game. Um, and I do think sometimes, like we've seen it on other shows, like, folk will be so set on doing something that it actually ends up screwing them over. We're so lucky with Hoso and Dali that's not happened. But this is such stiff competition and these little things could see you going home. Um, so it did frustrate me a wee bit. I just wish they'd just been like, right, I'll play the game and if I do this, then, you know, maybe I won't win, but at least I'll be safe. Um, but then I kind of got as well, like there's maybe a bit of like discomfort from Dali about presenting like hyper femme. So I don't know if it's a bit of that as well, um, that is just actually not a very comfortable thing for them to do, which is fair enough. But then I would say it is a competition and you do need to play the game if you want to win. I think this week was the first time I've been just slightly disappointed when Dali came out because I was like this is something this is a look that we've seen sort of similar ones of like previous weeks and I don't know if maybe that's what the bullies were getting out as well um but it just felt like you know this could have been because we know what Dali can do it could have been so much more it was just sort of like yeah, they came out and it was okay. We've we've seen something similar to this, and I hate that. I feel like that because you, everyone who listens to this knows my feelings about Dali. Like I love them extreme amounts, but it just it it just didn't quite do it for me this week. I did I did like their performance in the acting challenge, but I think just combined with their look in that and the look on the floor show it's no surprise they ended up where they ended up. Yeah, I think this is probably the weakest week that Dali's had since they've been on, um, which is a shame because we're all huge Dali stands here. But yeah, I was just, it was a bit lacklustre. And, you know, I was quite looking forward to it because, um, you know, backstage when they were getting ready for the floor show, Dali mentioned that they were doing like a, a blood kind of demon. So I was expecting a lot of blood. I was expecting a lot of red. You know, even if they changed the colour palette, because Dali's colour palette is very much 
browns and whites and greys and black it, it it's a signature color palette I think if they even if they did like a striking red did everything red that could have made a difference as well um and you know not everybody has to do like a devil kind of demon but they're just I didn't get demon too much from it just compared to their their other looks still strong but yeah like you said Lindsay there is part of it is being true to yourself but part of it is playing the game um but we'll move on and we'll go to Laz Zavala who was serving absolute SEX this week very very sexy look um I really like this what did we think of the performance as well because that was a 10 out of 10 performance Laz Zavala like they're all such solid performers but like after tonight I'm just like I would love to see Laz Avila alive because we've seen it a few times over the series like when things go wrong for Zavaleta, like they can pull it back and still make a good performance like when we're watching the edited version of the floor show like I thought that the whole thing with the wings was like on purpose and it was like all part of the performance but she is the kind of person that can just be like right these wings aren't working I'm gonna rip them off and I'm gonna give you the show of your life and like I, I you know you can't help but respect that out of a performer um it wasn't like my favorite look tonight um it was a bit I don't know like oh draw a demon and it maybe something like what Zavaleta looked like is something you would draw but um you know you can't you can't fault that performance and like the showmanship of it all of you know when things are going wrong still being able to crack out an amazing performance I'm so glad you said you thought it was on purpose because I absolutely did as well until the judging I was like oh it's maybe it's fallen angel or ripping the wings off like it's and then this all sort of ties in with the like just really amped up like ultimate sex demon type thing like we're getting a performance um yeah it wasn't it, it wasn't my absolute favorite look but I really enjoyed the performance the, the whole thing like I just thought it was really good so yeah when they were like oh yeah you had some problems and you know you fell and think and I was like wait what <laughs> so I'm so glad you thought that as well so we're all a bunch of numpties then because we all thought it was on purpose <laughs> but that goes to show like why Laz Avaletta would be also a, you know a very worthy contestant to win Dragula because part of it is professionalism as well and you know when you're on stage happens to everyone you know things fuck up um you know having done burlesque before I've had things happen on stage I've had tassels fall off and you just kind of have to like wing it um so for Zavaleta to you know take that mistake and run with it and make this cool performance out of it because I also got that Sophie I thought it was like fallen angel taking their wings off and then going to hell and becoming a demon um thought that was really interesting um it wasn't my favorite look of the night but I did so really really like this look this was actually one of my top looks out of the group this week I think it was nice to see Zavaleta in like a breastplate as well it's quite interesting because Zavala has done a lot of androgynous looks and this was a very femme look for them um so it was something different you know we had seen before with like Coco for example was obviously serving a lot of sex each week in the breastplate and it came became kind of like how Dali is now it was kind of expected and it was the same kind of thing but because Zavala doesn't do it all the time it was a nice change of pace for them 
Um, so now I, I really liked it. Um, but we'll move on. We'll move on to somebody who did an entirely different look. Somebody I was really surprised by this week, actually, and that is Sigourney Beaver. Um, I'm really interested to hear your guys' thoughts on this because I have to say, I love Sigourney. I absolutely love Sigourney, but this week I was disappointed. That was a very, very simple look. Yeah, like she performed in it very well. Like it wasn't until like in the, the, like the judging and she was just stood there and I was like, it's a piece of fabric and nipple covers. <laughs> but just like she performed it very well. Like I think it was so cool that she brought Lilith to the floor show and had all these like gross bloody babies on the stage and was like, chewing them up and stuff like that like I'm glad she brought a bit of filth to the floor show um but yeah I would have expected a bit more from Sigourney don't know maybe paint her body took a really long time this week and the rest of it she just couldn't do or something but yeah you expect a wee bit more out of her I think it was the same as it was last week like we had this amazing face of you know obviously last week there was the hair piece and everything and the face was like really sort of scary looking this week we had the prosthetics and the hair and just this you know this beautiful face and then it was like right I've got my my babies oh shit I forgot about it oh okay just stick a couple of tassels on there and and wrap some sort of wrap a towel around my waist sort of thing and it was just sort of a bit it's it's just 50 50 isn't it like it's it's 50 amazing and 50 like not so good and even you know the props with the babies I know there was like a bit of an issue with them or something but if you're going to be Lilith who is you know the story of, of Lilith is like she comes to take babies away and eat babies and is just the complete opposite of Eve um you know really go go for it like have sort of babies stuck on you like eat eat the baby don't just eat the like the tube eat the baby like go all out like be really demonic with it so yeah I think it was just it, it left us wanting more this week and I think like you said Lindsay it was just even more sort of stark isn't it when everyone was sort of stood there for the critiques and you could really see the costume or lack of costume for Sigourney this week so like she really was so beautiful in the face this week. Like that final shot where it's like she turns around, I was kind of like gasped because she looked so stunning. But yeah, there could have been more done. She could have had like blood around her face. She could have been wearing like baby bone jewelry or something. Like yeah, it just needed amped up a bit more. But I love that. I love that she came out practically naked. Like I think that's such a brave thing to do. And I'm glad that she ramped up the filth a bit, but hopefully it's ramped up a little bit more for next week. Yeah, the top half was absolutely absolutely stunning. I think the face this week, I mean, we know that Sigourney can paint an amazing face. She's an amazing makeup artist. Um, did bring that filth element into it. I was really excited when she said about Lilith because the story of Lilith is so fucked up and creepy and it was something, you know, different because a lot of people did take the just the typical demon route and Lilith is supposed to be like the gatekeeper you know at the gates of hell you could have really made it super demonic I did like the babies but as you said Sophie if you're gonna do it go the full the full tea 
and like eat the babies I thought you could have had a basket of them maybe some cool prosthetics like you said bones I wanted there to be like gore on the body as well I don't know just maybe some I don't know them sticking out some cool special effects because we know that Sigourney can do attention to detail I mean that Marie Antoinette style look that she did a couple of weeks back was at, with the wings and the, the fire coming off them that was amazing um horror icons was amazing oh you know done amazing looks I feel like it was just a bit lackluster and as you said when you look at Sigourney next to everyone else on that stage, especially from the bottom half, it was it was a bit too simple, but still a really a really good performance. But yeah, um, we'll move on to Saint. So Saint, um, being the fashion forward icon that they are, took it in a really different route. So rather than doing the kind of typical demonic style, did a really kind of ethereal look, very angelic. They did have a bit of gore with like the heart coming out and things like that, but it was really, yeah, very ethereal um, in kind of light of their name being Saint. What what did we think of the look this week? Yeah, I thought it was, I thought it was so beautiful again. Like they really can pull together a beautiful ethereal look. I thought um, it was quite different as well. You know, like the devil's meant to be a fallen angel. So kind of having an angel that's, in the process of doing that I thought was really cool and having the blood on the wings as well so it looks like that they've been proper going at someone and ripping out their heart um yeah again it was a great look but it's just this very I keep saying it's small but it is a small performance style I do feel like you can do ethereal and still be a presence on the stage whereas at the moment they're like oh I'll take up this tiny space even though there's all this space it's like saying take up this space like you are a good enough artist that you deserve to take up all of this space so take it because they don't need to be in this tiny space and give such like a tiny performance it was the whole outfit was stunning like when the when it came on a you know the edit came on a saint I like gasped it was just beautiful it had me in mind a little bit of their um vampire inspired look from resurrection um just the sort of the styling of it a little bit um it was just beautiful but again like if you're gonna have a heart dragged out like again so sort of similar to Sigourney bite into it like get the or like have more blood sort of cascade and down like you want to sort of have this that that gorgeous white dress you want to have the sort of the horror of seeing it sort of splattered and ruined by blood like if you're a fallen angel make you make it look like you have fallen from grace like you are now a demon and I love the concept of it I just think the the performance aspect could have been more and I'm sure Saint at this point in the competition bless them must be sick to the back teeth of hearing the, the critique much like the bullies are probably sick of giving it so it's I'll be really interested to see what happens next week um because I you know how many times can the same critique be given and not, sort of not acted upon yeah this is true and the bully said it this week as well 
it's not only them that sees it, it's the guest judges that see it as well. I think each week the guest judges have been saying, you know, you are an incredible performer. Your looks are breathtaking. Your performance should showcase that as well. Not to say that Saint isn't an amazing performer, but it is very ethereal and quiet and subtle. And that can work, but not every week. And I think it was especially a shame this week because their costume had such amazing like wings and it was such a big costume. You really could have taken up the stage with that. And it was just, it was a little bit a shame to kind of see it subdued. Um, one thing I would have liked to see with the heart as well, I don't know how feasible it would actually be, but have like, if you're going to have a prop like that, make it look like it's beating or something, like have something in it that makes it, I think that would have been like really creepy, um, you know, especially because everything else, as you said, Sophie is so stark white, that needs to really kind of be part of the star of the show, really, that prop. Um, or like you said, bite into it, have everything dripping off. You've fallen from grace. There's no going back. <laughs> It was still as well the heart. <laughs> um, but we'll move on to our final um, performer this week and absolutely stole the show for me. I think this is, well, I was going to say, last week I adored Hoso's look. That hairy moth was amazing and it was really big, really complex outfit. This probably is my favourite look Hoso's done. Um, if anybody out there is into video games, there's a video game called After Party. It's really, really good. It's basically where you have to drink with the devil and um, you're in you're in hell and you see all of um, the, the devil's minions. Also looks like they could be right in the center of that game, like straight from After Party. I loved this look so, so much. What did you guys think? Um, I loved it as well, like even in the boudoir when they were showing the cassettes that they were putting on the eyes and you seen the teeth, like I was shuddering in my bed, like it's so gross but it's going to look so good. Um, I also love this idea of them being a businessman as well because like billionaires are the demons of the world there's there's succubuses but for money instead of souls um so I thought it was very apt um the way they were just like come on stage and performed it and the way they were smiling it made it like dead eerie like you know when someone comes up to you and it's just like they look like they're full of good intentions but on the inside they're actually not but on, with Hoso it's like the look actually reflects that as well because they look like the actual devil. So yeah, I loved it. I thought it was super creative, super fun. Uh, and just really different from anything that anybody else was doing. I agree with you, Lucy, as well. I think this is one of my favourite looks of the whole season that they've done. It, it's just incredible. Like it could, it wouldn't be out of place in any James Wan movie. Like it is just peak demon it was yeah terrifying like it was so scary I loved the bit with the key like this is I totally agreed with the bullies when they were like you know this is how um or was it the bullies that said it either way so one of the judges said this is how you use a prop like don't just sort of come out and swing it about and be like here's my prop this is the my prop of the runway like we've got that payoff of like that sort of hole in the chest and then the key going into it and it turning and it was like oh like you felt it it was just the whole outfit 
the prosthetics which yeah Lindsay like seeing them I don't know teeth do something I just think it's like a ugh, when you see them all together like that's horrible um you know the middle fingers it was just perfection like yeah phenomenal really really phenomenal there was so much attention to detail and I never thought of that James Wan movie as well also could 100% be in that and yeah, it's, it's so creepy the businessman look was really cool um yeah definitely the deserved winner this week so based on that judging also does win this week it's their second week winning and the first of the contestants this season to have two wins in a row or two wins in general um which I think really well deserved at this point in the competition it feels like there isn't to me anyway there isn't an absolute front runner because they're all so good but I mean Hoso has been going from strength to strength lately um so Hoso wins and they're going to be in a movie with Dread that's part of the prize really cool prize can't wait to see what they do um but we do unfortunately have to get rid of someone so we have the extermination so the people that are up for extermination this week are Dali, Lazavaleta and Sigourney Beaver and the extermination this week is probably the creepiest extermination of this season in my opinion so fucking terrifying I would have backed out basically getting suffocated by this like latex sheet what did we think of this um did we agree with who was up for extermination as well um like fully agreed with who was up for extermination as much as it like pains my soul to see daddy dally in the bottom like you know it wasn't a good week for him uh, this examination challenge scared me like watching it I was like you know I, I know we, we joke around to examination and that we don't actually want them to die like please don't actually kill them like, it's a bit unnecessary um, although a part of me you know the cancer moon in me was like fearing for their lives the Sagittarius sun in me was just like this is some of the most well shot extermination like footage I've ever ever seen like it was so cool but uh, yeah I was I was scared for their actual lives it felt like at points like there was something sitting on my chest like I, me- I think I mentioned like right at the beginning when we- when we covered episode one that like I just hate the thought of being buried alive and like on TikTok today that someone came up with my For You page who was like talking about how they wear a gimp mask and how it like how they can breathe and I was like I need to scroll off because I feel like I can't breathe like pass me inhaler I can't cope so I think this was the first one where I was like this this would have been one where I would have maybe had real sort of a fight with myself being like should I do it or not because it it just looked terrifying I mean the shot and the editing of of them all sort of like fighting against it and, and stuff was amazing but I was sort of like had the inner monologue in my head going they wouldn't really kill them they would get them out if they were in danger like it's okay like they're still all alive <laughs> it, it was horrendous it was awful but all in all I agree with who was up for extermination this week I think it was it was fair although mm, I, I get why Zav was there but I think it was it, it was harsh but like you were at this point in the competition now aren't we like it's going to be really hard to send someone home yeah as you said at this point in the competition it's the tiniest little errors because it's so close that will get you 
Um, I, yeah, that gimp mask thing had me die. <laughs> you know, different strokes for different folks. Like some people like breast play, not for me. It's not the vibe. Um, but it was beautifully shot. It reminded me of something in like an intro scene to um, American Horror Story. Like one of the seasons for that. It was. It gave me very um, AHS vibes. Absolutely stunning. And in the grand scheme of things, it's quite a simple extermination when it's just a sheet over you. But so terrifying. I don't think a lot of people would have had the the guts to do that. So praise to all of them. They all did brilliant in that extermination. Um, but unfortunately, somebody does go. And this week we're saying goodbye to La Zavaleta. Are we all gutted? I am gutted, but as you said, somebody somebody has to go, right? I'm oh, devastated, but it's that way like someone has to go. But like Z- Zavaleta was becoming like one of my absolute favourites. Like the way they perform and just like their personality in general, I think they're fucking hilarious. Like always have like so quick-witted always have a remark to come back with and their drag is really good as well like I know sometimes it could have been a bit hit or miss on the floor show but if you follow them online like the looks they pull together are absolutely amazing I also love that Zavaleta got a very elaborate extermination as well. Um, if you listen to the creatures, the last creatures of the night episode, which if you haven't listened to it because it's absolutely chock full, it's the absolute most juiciest tea on this season ever, ever, ever. And you can tell that the bullies have a lot of love for Zavaleta too. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm glad that they got a very elaborate extermination because they deserved it because they've brought like a lot of some of the best moments of the season so far I feel like we've all just been on a massive journey with Zav haven't we like Mm. from the first episode it was like who is this you coming in straight off the bat like causing absolute ag with everyone yeah but you know as it's gone on it's like you know I've really come to love love you as a performer um you know, I love seeing them on Instagram, like what they bring in. And I can't wait to see what they do next. Like, I think it's, yeah, it's, it's really sad to see them go, but it's we're at that point now and it's going to be hard to see anyone go now. <laughs> and no, if anyone isn't following La Zavaleta yet on, on the socials, like Twitter and Instagram, please do. Because um, if Zavaleta ever comes to the UK, you bet I'm booking a ticket because you know they will give a great show. And um, yeah, I think they've had one of the best character arcs kind of in Dracula history because at first they weren't the most likable person. You know, they didn't have the best start, but really got to kind of fall in love with them throughout this season. They're really so sweet underneath it all and incredibly talented, great performer. Um, So can't wait to see what they do next. Um, The next week's theme is Killer Clowns of we mentioned Lindsay's going to be buzzing I will be hiding under my bed sheets Sophie are you buzzing I cannot wait it's going to be <laughs> so good love a creepy clown moment yes um well thank you all for listening thank you guys for for chatting with me this week as always um Sophie where can people find you on the socials for incredible looks like your Shrek look this week because everyone <laughs> needs to see that just beautiful Shrek <laughs> Um, I'm on Twitter at Soap Serves Face and I'm on Instagram at Soapy Serves Face. 
and Lindsay? I am on all social media at hi, it's Lindsay underscore. And you can find me on my personal socials at Lulu underscore Pew on Twitter and Twitch. Also, the book that I'm part of, um, Hear a Scream, The Voices of Horror, is out now um, in the US and it's for pre-order in the UK. It's actually number one on Amazon US right now oh for supernatural God. and horror, which is insane. Um, I've been seeing loads of people put their photos up of the book. So, yeah, go check it out. Um, but until next oh yeah I should probably shout out the podcast as well <laughs> you can find you can find girlfriends and uh, girlfriend pod on twitter and girlfriends underscore podcast on instagram thank you all again we bloody love you and until next time stay spooky <laughs> <laughs>